Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where each week and every week, we head down the dark path for even dark beers. Yes, today we are turning to the dark side in a blind taste test. Dark beers, dark beers, and more dark beers should be dark. Oh, yes. Mm. So dark. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. You saw this coming in the uh, episode name. You did. You did. We did. <laughs> and if you listened to our last episode, you, you knew. You knew. You knew that we were blind yeah. taste testing something this, dark and sinister. This has been coming for a week. Prepare yourselves for dark beers. Who knows, who knows what these are going to taste like? <laughs> yeah. What all, all, we know, all we know this time is that two of them are in cans because you mm. can't really conceal that in a bag. No. It's, it's evident. No. So this week we, ha- Oops. This week we, have, uh, we have one of three... Op- well, we have... They're all dark beers. The, they could be like a dark ale, it could be a stout, could be a porter, could be a dark lager. That's a thing, right? That is a thing. Um, All we know is that they are dark Because mm. that's what we asked for And the very helpful person at our local bottle shop Yeah, she was great Yeah uh, Okay, so before I guess before we keep rambling Let's uh, Without further ado Let's, let's try some beers yeah. Crack open number one This is one of the Can bottles Can bottles One of the canned beers This is going to be interesting pouring it without uh, seeing anything or spilling it all over the back. All right. Here you goes. So, is it black? What does it pour like? Nobody knows. Well, immediately I can say there's more head than I was expecting. Um, yeah, so the, the foam is uh, quite quite foamy, quite thick. From the appearance, it does make me think that it may be a porter or a stout. Because mm, a, a dark ale tends not to have much foam. Well, it, it tends not to foam quite like this. Yes. Um, the foam is dissipating fairly quickly, however. And mm. the uh, drink... You can actually see effervescing quite nicely through the stein, like just on the edge. You can see the bubbles, because this is a this beer is almost black. It is. It is a very. It could be a black ale. It could be a black ale. Maybe. Yeah, I suppose stouts don't uh, tend to fizz that much. Not not usually. Um, the yeah. Let's find out. I guess. Mm, so. Having a having a smell, well, I suppose. Yeah. Smell. Oh yeah, this smells like a stout or a porter. It does. 
actually smell like a stout or porter. It smells a little bit malty, a little bit burnt. Yeah. Mm. But also a little bit citrusy. Hmm. Could be. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. This is this is really nice. It's very light, so I'm going for gonna guess porter. Yeah, I would think definitely in the porter or dark ale category, mm. but one or the other for sure. Yeah, so I'm finding this to be very pleasant. Hmm, this is like, yeah, nice and refreshing. Mm. Um, if there's one thing that I think we can say from past experience is that if it's refreshing, smooth, easy to drink, but not overly complex. Oh, it's probably the cheap one. Cheap or the middle? Mm. Um, although it's refreshing, so maybe it's actually the um, dark ale. Maybe a dark ale. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking because you don't porters normally aren't overly refreshing. No, much like stouts, they're filling. They have substance. Mm. You can cut them with a knife and fork. Exactly. Mm. You stare into the beer and the void stares back. <laughs> this is not that beer. This is not that dark. I mean, it's dark, yes, but it's like cola dark rather than true. infinite darkness of the void dark. True, true. And obviously it didn't have that telltale hiss of a Guinness oh. and the nitrogen in there, the little nitrogen canister in there, so it's definitely not one of those. Yes. Um, yes, very clearly not Guinness. Hmm. But then the the can would have given away if it were. Exactly. That's a very tall can. Hmm. Hmm. It is a very tall can. And it wouldn't have fit in our steins. That is true. That is... Oh. They would have just fit. The 500 mil steins. Hmm, but not with, the, not with the head. True. Yeah, because you have to... Well, I mean, with a Guinness, we would have known immediately... Mm. After it took us five minutes to pour it. Because <laughs> we'd pour and we'd wait for the head to settle and we'd pour some more and we'd wait for the head to settle yeah. and we'd pour some more. And that head would be like uh, meringue or pavlova thickness. Yeah, mm. and you, you wait a long time for it to settle, which is why in bars they do not wait for the head to settle. Yeah. They fill it right up and then they scoop the top off. Oh, do they? Some of them, the impatient ones. Yeah. In, in a good Irish bar, they'll wait. Yeah, I've I've quite commonly ordered a Guinness from an Irish pub, and I've they they've poured poured it two thirds of the way and then put it to the side and served someone else while they waited. Yeah, it's Irish bars where you can expect that. Mm. That's the kind of service you'd yeah. expect. Because if you don't serve an Irish beer properly in an Irish bar, something's wrong, mm. and you should be fired. Yes, mm. your bar should be closed. No one should be allowed to go there, and they should have to stay a meter and a half away from each other. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's talk a bit more about the flavors in this, mm. because the thing that makes me think it's not the top-end one mm -hmm. is that I'm not getting a lot of varied flavors out of it. It's very simple, very smooth. I guess, but... Um, I mean, the can says craft beer. Because there are most of the craft, 
most of the craft beers at this point uh, are serving their or selling their stuff, selling their wares in cans. In cans, yeah, because it, it comes out better. There's less light gets mm. to it, so it's better quality at the end of the day. Yeah, but and they have to. They, trans- they transport better as well. Yeah, but admittedly, I suppose having seen the bags and knowing that two of our beers today are in cans. Mm. It means odds are one of those two ones in cans is the one in the middle. Mm. Yeah, and th- this also is just going off our industry knowledge, I guess. Yeah. Like, we, 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 I would say we have a pretty good idea of what, uh, like how beers are, beers are sold, given that we drink quite a lot of them. We do, we do, and we're trying to guess what it is as well. Mm. And it could it could be a porter, you know. I do think that like it's obviously too light to be a stout, but it could be a, a could be a cheap porter. Because it's got the the caramelly malty flavours of a dark of dark malt, roasted dark roasted malt. Um but it just doesn't wow me, I guess. Yeah, I feel like it's effervescing too much to be a porter. Okay. Which is what makes me think it's probably a dark ale or a dark lager. Hmm. It doesn't have the uh, yeasty flavours of lager, though. Mm. That said, though, the Monteith's Black Dark Lager... It comes in a bottle. It comes in a bottle, it does, but it doesn't <laughs> have those, it doesn't have those yeasty flavours. And that's the point that I'm making. Right. Right. It tastes almost like a porter. Okay. Hmm. Okay. But yes, so let's, I guess, gently finish these. Hmm. Lay the darkness to rest and then bring (laughs) on number two. Number two. I'll see you guys in 10 seconds. Time to grab out number two. Um, one thing I do want to talk about before we pour the next beer is that there was a little bit of sediment in that dark beer that we just finished drinking. There was. So that does sort of draw more towards the light porter than the dark ale, I think. Actually, I was going to say it leans more towards the dark ale because ales tend to have more sediment. Well, you're not wrong, but it was very little. Yeah. And I... I don't know. I think we just need to try the other ones before we come to a conclusion. Only time will tell. Also in a can. Mm. How about that? Beer dos. Dos. Or is it do? Un, do, trois. One, two, three. Do. Well, depends which language you're into. What what language your partner speaks. (laughs) Yeah, even through the bag, I'm noticing there's a texture to the label of this can. That's not something we should be thinking about. No. But I can't not notice it. Yeah. And like. We do our best to not find out what these drinks are, 
but sometimes it's just it's very hard to tell yes and sometimes there are things that sort of immediately give themselves away mm. even without us looking yeah but fortunately we are not actually familiar with every single brand and type of beer mm. yeah you, yeah i don't know of any um i don't think i've had any brews beers that have a textured can label yeah, no, I, I don't believe so either. So this will be something new for both of us. Hmm. All right, here goes. Sounds like the last one. <laughs> all right, all right. Ooh, it's a very different smell. Straight out of the can, very different smell. Oh, wow, that's a different color foam too. Yeah, that, uh, so the foam is a brown color as opposed to a white color from the last bottle. Yeah, the uh, head is a uh, light brown color as opposed to a very pale white color from the other, from the last beer. Yeah, and it dissipated almost immediately. Mm. And I see no sign of effervescence. Oh yeah, this is, sorry, this is like... 100% 100% an ale. Yeah, there, there's some very slight, very slight bubble buildup on the side of the glass, but nothing obvious. Dude, you got to smell it. Smell. Smell. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like an IPA. It, it actually, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, there's it's, so many hops. It's bizarre. To see something that looks like this but smells like that. It's herby, it's, it smells minty. Oh. We we don't know enough about hops to tell you which variety of hops, but there are hops. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. it's, it's it's like the hops have reached out of the glass and bitch slapped us. <laughs> yeah, these these are hops that hide in the shadows and then rob you. That's yeah, hops we do in the shadows. Hey, cheers. Cheers. That totally tastes like an IPA. Yeah. Like a like a dark if, if a porter and an IPA had babies, this is what it would taste like. Yes, it's sort of it's like a chocolatey IPA. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's a stout then. But yeah, maybe it's a very hoppy stout. Hmm. Because the the thing that it really gives most of the smell to an IPA is the hops. Absolutely. And what gives stout most of the flavor is tends to be the malt. And so if they've put in enough hops to almost counteract the malt, that's got to be a ludicrous amount of hops, which would explain why we can smell it. Ludicrous speed, go. <laughs> It, it smells more of hops than it does taste. It doesn't taste very hoppy at all. No, it tastes like a stout. Yeah, like, <laughs> I would expect that the IBU of this is probably very low. It's not particularly bitter at all. It's it? It tastes bitter to me. I would say it's got about a 50-something IBU. Oh, for, for something that smells so hoppy? Oh, yeah. It's very smooth for a... If, if this was an IPA, it would be very, very smooth. 
Yeah. For a stout. I think the bitterness is about right for a stout, actually. Uh, possibly a little more bitter. But I get I guess I've been drinking more Imperial stouts than uh stouts. Oh, true, true. Because mm. I've yeah, not been having a lot of Imperial Stouts. I mean, yes, Imperial Stout tends tends to be very heavy mm. in everything. Yeah, that that's the stout you cut with a knife and fork. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. the stout where you can glass somebody with it when it's not even in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't pour that over somebody. You it it, uh, it falls in a lump. <laughs> Like a like a jelly shot coming out of a shot glass. You just wait. It's really quite amazing because it does have that chocolatey malty taste, mm. but then it sort of follows up with the hops in the back end. Yeah, it, it's a very confusing beer. Like, what what is it? <laughs> it's complex. It's mm. interesting. Yeah. You reckon this is the uh, the top of the line one? Yeah, it's complex. It's interesting. It's not that easy to drink because you're so confused by it. Mm. It's probably the most expensive one. I like it. It's mm. weird. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I'm a fan. Mm. Without a doubt. I would get this one again just so I can uh, get my head around what I'm actually drinking. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Mm. And the it it smells wrong for what it looks like. Mm. Totally unexpected. Totally and unexpected. Initially, it tastes the way it looks until you taste the hops. Mm. And then it tastes like you should be looking at a, a pale IPA. But you're not. Mm. You're holding a stein of... One. Darkness, yes. Yeah. Stain of darkness. I definitely think my money's on stout with this one. Because I do know a lot of craft brewers are very experimental with their stouts. Mm. And yeah, with the significantly low amount of effervescence and the very dark and very quickly dissipating head as well as the chocolatey flavours, yeah, I would also say probably mm. a stout. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, on that note, we're going to... I think we're going to pause the episode and finish this in our own time. This is not one we can rush. Oh, no, definitely not. We Too wouldn't heavy. want to. Mm. Whew, that was a uh, strong beer. I'm really feeling that. Oh, yeah. That was... I mean, Porters and Stouts are always up there in mm. the percentages. True. Although, I would have thought most Stouts are, uh, like, full... I mean, full strength, not, like, double strength or triple strength. Oh, yeah. No, they're not usually double or triple, but they might be, like, one and a half or so. Yeah, 1.4, I guess, per can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Stouts at... Most stouts I've seen are uh, double strength. Yes, a lot of them are. And then you get your Imperials that tend to be stronger. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, you've just accidentally walked into a powerlifting gym kind of strong. Yeah, exactly.
Are they twist tops or pop tops? I have no idea. <laughs> Do we have the means to open pop tops? Yes. Thank It'll the be... gods for that. <laughs> Thank the gods. Thank the beer gods. Thanks. Thanks, Stu. Because he has one attached to his keychain. <laughs> All right. And? I, I think yeah. this our helpful staff member yeah. very helpfully chose Ooh. bottles with a plain black cap so that we can't know what it is. Oh, good work. They are pop tops. All right. Get, get the keychain out. Uh, I'll open it this way. I don't use this one very often. I tend to be at home drinking beers. And I have my wrong bag for having a bottle opener in it. What? Here, have this one. That's the bag that I take to work. I don't take a bottle opener to work. Really? (laughs) Some may call that inappropriate, taking a bottle opener to work. (laughs) Uh, I would call that being uh, optimistic taking advantage of a uh, good situation because you're still working hmm. so here we go pouring bottle the third wow how about that this is quite pale compared to the rest of them hmm. so I, I feel like you may have poured yours a bit wrong because mine has <laughs> a very nice head on it it's it's uh, yeah, it's, it's very light in color. I, I poured mine too neatly, mm, but it, it's holding not very well. It's dissipating quickly. Mm. It it's uh, the foam is white in color. Would you say? Yes, I, I would say whitish. Mm. Off white, off white, like, like a cream or something. Stucco, mother Stucco. of pearl, perhaps. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it's dissipating quite quickly. And and the foam that I had on mine vanished in a handful of seconds. Well, I am noticing quite a bit of effervescence. Ooh. This is a lot lighter. We I think we're back to uh, the cola black that we had in the first one. I would say this is this one's even lighter. Even lighter than that. Hmm. Um. Well, lighter than the first beer we had. Yes. Uh. So my guess is ale. I haven't smelled it yet. Oh, but the, the smell is um, kind of like what? Vegemite. It almost smells like Vegemite. Is that the smell you're getting? It is. Like a very, like a very dark, yeasty, like strong, bitey, yeah. sharp but does it taste as sharp as it smells? It def- I can definitely smell malt in there too. I don't know. This is this is a it's, wild card. It's confusing as well. We, we've mm. had a lot of confusing beers today. That's probably because we don't know what we're drinking. Like, we don't really know. We've uh, deliberately said it so... These are these are all dark beers, but are they dark ales, dark lagers, porters, stouts, imperial stouts? We honestly have yes. no idea. And with that broad range, we've left so much mystery mm. that it is hard for us to even guess because those are very much areas where craft brewers do, as you said earlier, like to get experimental. Yeah. So in the words of the Dark Souls 
uh, development team get good, son. Indeed. We need to get good at describing dark beers. (laughs) All right. Cheers. Cheers. It still tastes like Vegemite. Yeah, and that's almost... But like mellow. Mm. Soft. If you had a like a Vegemite scented pillow, <laughs> it's interesting. It doesn't have any flavors other than that. It seems to just be Vegemite. Yeah. Well, the, there's malt there, like dark malt. But this is this is really simple. I'm this this is the cheap one. Yeah, like it goes down quite easily. Oh, if you like Vegemite, I kind of don't want to drink anymore. Like just after the first couple of gulps, I'm not convinced. I really want to have more. Oh, see, I, I love Vegemite. Like I'm, I'm the guy who puts Vegemite so thick on his toast that it absorbs all sunlight, and it makes <laughs> Venta Black seem like white. Like I love Vegemite, so. So this is your beer. This is right up my alley in in that regard that it's a beer that tastes like a Vegemite sandwich. Hmm. Minus the bread. It it tastes like when you stick a tablespoon into a jar of Vegemite and just eat it straight out of the jar, which I'm sure is unusual and most people don't do, but I have been known to do that. It's Although you say that, but it's a little bit buttery. Like the, the... the actual drinking of it, the mouthfeel is is quite smooth. Yeah, oh, I agree. There's there's very little bitterness to this at all, mm. and yeah, there's a lightness to it. Mm. It's very fizzy, oh, very, very very fizzy. Yeah, it's as fizzy as well, fizzier than it looks, I would say. But potentially, it's the darkness of it that's preventing us from seeing how much it's actually effervescing. Because the light only penetrates so far. But usually when you see, uh, when, when something is effervescing quite a lot, you see it, you see the bubbles forming at the bottom. And we, in these glass steins, we don't see any visible bubbles. That's true. I'm seeing a lot on the sides, though. I'll hold this over so you can see mine. I thought oh, yeah, you've got some. Yeah, you've got some. I don't see any in my glass, though. Perhaps that's all about how I poured it. Maybe mine actually tastes different to yours because I poured it right. (laughs) Are we game to swap in this climate, in this economy? In this economy? No. Is that how you get ants? (laughs) (laughs) This is how we get corona. (laughs) That's how you get stout. (laughs) You get stout. (laughs) Oh, man. Is that what you want? Do you want stout? <laughs> Good old Archer. Yeah. Yeah, I... If I had this, I would not get this again. If I tried a mystery beer at the pub, I would not buy this particular I, one again. I, I'm inclined to agree with you, though, that this is probably the cheapest. It is very simple. It's light. It's smooth. It's yeah, even less complex than the one we began with, which I thought mm. was either the low or the mid. Mm. So, so the, yeah, this is this is hundred percent the cheapest. And yeah, so for me that locks in that this is the cheapest. Yeah. Number one was the mid, 
and, and number two was the top. I I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Well, on that note, let's uh, let's do the reveal. Do the reveal. Do we want to go backwards or forwards? Let's go backwards. So what do, what are we drinking right now? It's the one in the bottle, number three. It is. It is the Mornington Brown. Hmm. Brown ale. Yes, Mornington Brown. Mm, it is five percent. One point four standard drink to the bottle, and apparently it has no additives or preservatives. Hmm. It has no added flavors either. <laughs> yes, and so it does say something on the label, and apparently it's English. So I'll I'll do my darndest for an English accent. Oh, Mornington Brown Ale is an English style brown ale brewed using classic imported English ale malts. Our brown displays all the wonderful rich and toffee characters associated with these malts, pouring a deep golden brown with hints of red, aromas of toffee, brown sugar, and raisins greet the nose. The palace offers more toffee and raisins with a supporting cast of chocolate and nuts. Rich, (laughs) full-bodied, smooth, and moorish. Come and taste our full range of beers, at the brewery bar. You, well, I, I, I don't believe I shall, Mornington, but thank you for the offer. You've, the way you've made it sound is kind of like how it tastes. <laughs> A little bit fluffy and furry. Fitting, and, fitting, I think. Yeah, and like stereotypical. Um, I don't like this. I would not rate this very highly. So the Mornington, the Mornington Brown, is it... What but what is it? It's from Victoria, Australia. And it's brown from the Mornington Peninsula. But like, is it an ale? Is it a? It's a British style brown ale. Very clearly, it doesn't say it, but it's evident. It does say it actually. Oh, it does. Yeah, Mornington Brown is an English style brown ale. Yeah, there you go. It's the first line. (laughs) Very first line. I read it. I should have remembered. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, you heard it here first. I forgot something. Well, I forgot something first because I was like, what is this? Obviously, wasn't paying that much attention. Okay, drink number two. Drink the second in the... This one. This one. Okay, so drink number two is... Ether Brewing Co. Ooh. You're right. I was right. It's a black IPA. Mm, it is the Black Is Your Heart IPA. Huh. Ether also known as quintessence, is considered the fifth element that binds the universe. For us at Ether Brewing, it can only be one thing, beer, handcrafted by us. 72 IBUs, pale malt base, Citra, Centennial, Simcoe, Mosaic hops. Yeah. So clearly we both like rather hoppy things because we underestimated the IBU of this. Hmm. Well, the... If you re- if you remember back to our hops episode, that IBU doesn't necessarily equal bitterness. Yes, I mean it, it's relative bitterness. Uh, the the darker the beer, the more bitter it tends to be. Yeah, but the malts can cancel it out, and in this instance, I would say they did. Yes, absolutely. So the a black IPA. 
Yeah. And 2%. No wonder we were feeling tipsy yeah, afterwards. It is 6.7%. Um, so, yeah, if uh, I, I stand by what I said before, if, a, if an IPA and a stout had a love child, this would be it. It would. And um, I liked this. I me, liked this quite a lot. Me too. I, I, would, I would get it again. Very confusing. Oh, yeah. Very confusing beer, but very interesting. And so now, lucky last. What is it? <laughs> Donnie Dark Ale. <laughs> I like it. All right, the Donnie Dark Ale was the last one. By Your Mate's Brewing. And it has a little bit of writing on it. Donnie's the dark horse, the strong and silent type. He might seem a bit intimidating at first, but after a good chinwag... Okay, I need to read this in a more Ocker accent. Donnie's the dark horse, the strong and... No, I've done that dreadfully. The, the strong and silent type. Strong he, and silent type. He, he might seem a bit intimidating, but at first I've gone Cockney. Uh, but, but after a good chinwag, you'll find that he's a... He's a smooth operator with with a heart of gold. If you got a mate, with, if you got a mate like Donnie Darkale, you found a mate for life. Your mate's Brewing Co. isn't a vision or a brand; it's a lifestyle. Our Sunshine Coast Brewing was built on good beer, good mates, and a shit ton of good times. Uh, it's one point five percent, five percent alcohol. It's one point five standard. Sorry, one percent alcohol. One point five. Yes, you're right. I read the 1.5 and got optimistic. And um, it has a picture of someone with uh, a beard and a pipe wearing a beanie. And a, like a, he looks like a sailor, kind of. Like a your stereotypical old sea dog. Yes, yeah, so I think Donnie Darkale was a sailor. Mm. Um, but yeah, this this was nice. This was, we we took a while to try and pick it, but I think... We were right. I said it was, it a was smooth, dark. it was pleasant, and yeah. we felt like it was the one in the middle. Yeah. Uh, not not uh, terribly complex, but definitely nice. I would drink this again. And now the reveal to see which was where. All right. So but before, we, uh, yeah. before we reveal the price, I'm still drinking this uh, Mornington Brown, and I really, really don't like it. It's too sweet. Like it's malty, it's Vegemite, but it's sweet. Yeah, I, I hadn't noticed the sweetness before you mentioned it, but now that I have noticed it, I can't not notice. Mm. Damn you! Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't do it. The rest is all yours, mate. <laughs> all right. So, what's the cheapest? So the cheapest was the Mornington Peninsula Brown Ale. Mm. That that. That makes total sense. This tastes like shit. <laughs> I really oh, don't like this. That's one. a bit harsh. It's a bit harsh. Like, I, oh, I, I, okay. I would finish what I have. So, you, but I so wouldn't you like buy this. it again. Gotcha. So you like this? I like it enough that I wouldn't tip it out. <laughs> okay. I would. I would tip this out. I would happily leave half a glass. Anyway. Uh, what was number two? What so was the middle? And at number two was the Your Mate's Donnie Dark Ale. So that was uh, beer number one. Yes. Yeah. Just so everyone can keep track. 
Yes, beer number one was the one in the middle. So the Mornington Peninsula Brown Ale is what we're drinking right now. That was beer number three. Mm. And the worst. And the worst, which we we believe was the worst. (laughs) And it was also the cheapest, (laughs) which means so far they've matched up to what we thought. Mm. And that does leave us being 100% correct on what we thought was the most expensive and the best, Mm. which was number two. And also the booziest. And also the booziest, yes. The Black Is Your Heart IPA by Ether Brewing. Mm. With a, like, textured label. Yeah, even a premium feeling can. Yeah. They, they, really, they really did it. It was $8 a can, wasn't it? Uh, yes, Australian dollars, yes. Eight Australian dollars a can. Well, it's it's a local brewer. Yeah, which I guess if you were to import it to the US, heaven help you. <laughs> yeah, I would be so impressed would, if you could get it. Yeah, probably be cheaper, actually, because their dollar <laughs> is worth so much more now. So. <laughs> so true, so true. So, this kind of wraps up our uh, dark beer blinder. Um, at, so far, you... Pay you get what you pay for. Um, we, we found that it's interesting because we found that in spirits mm. you don't necessarily get what you pay for, but in beers it seems you do. Mm. It, it's a very interesting contrast. I kind of like it. Um, well, spirits have been around not quite as long as beer, so interesting how that the uh, I guess the stereotype is. A little bit different. You can get cheap but smooth, cheap but very easy to drink, versus beer, which you kind of, you, unless you have no taste buds, you can't get the cheapest. Well, or unless you are just drinking to get smashed. Yeah, that there are brands that exist for that. I have been known to drink them in my youth. Yes, starting with uh, Bud Light. Oh, I was going to say hammer and tongs. <laughs> that is also true. What's the other one? Um, is it Cronenberg? That oh, really that's, cheap German import? That's not so dreadful, though. But um, it's also very cheap. Still. Oh, it's very cheap, yeah. Mm. It, it's it's basically the German version of VB. <laughs> but we, we can't say that because maybe we have Victorian listeners and they love VB. You do you, guys. You do you. So, if you liked what you heard, if you want to hear more blinders, if you want to hear us trying to guess what on earth we are drinking, please subscribe if you haven't already. We are a good drop all about alcohol on your favorite podcast app, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. Um, if you find us, if you find out that we're not already on a platform, please let us know. Uh, to send us an email to a good drop at gmail.com. If you want to talk about us, post pictures to us, do other social media related things, we're there. We're on the socials. We're on Facebook and Instagram as a Good Drop Podcast. Hmm. And if you want to check out our backlog of previous episodes, if you haven't found us on your podcast server, you can find us on our website, agooddrop.com.au. So that's it for the plugs. What are we talking about next week? That's a very good question. (laughs) Be sure to tune in next time when we're back to wine and talking about Riesling. Riesling. That's one of the uh, nine noble grapes, I believe. 
That's right. It's going to be a noble episode. Mm. Looking forward to it. So, until then, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>